Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally through the lens of an occupational therapist. OT Talk, of course, standing for occupational therapy talk, but also standing for overtime talk, how we try to talk aside from the day job, what we can do to help others to transfer skills to make life more independent, functional, and occupational. OT also standing for on target. Hopefully, a lot of our talks, if not all talks, if not some talks, at least can help you to live your life more on target, to be more occupational, be more independent, and be more functional. We've talked so many different things. When an idea comes to me, when a topic comes to me that I see or read or hear about, I want to share it with you very often. So one of them that came up recently was the idea of the tiny house. And there's a big debate about the tiny house. It's a huge movement. It's a huge social movement around the world, especially in America, to go minimalistic, to go minimizing. Even people that have a lot of money trying to you know be more spiritual with themselves to be more holistic with themselves more mindful of themselves how much is wasted how much space do we really need and a lot of people do that they have the tiny apartments where you fit everything into 100 or 200 square foot or less in the apartment the beds go up and down and there's a tiny counter and there's storage under the bed over the bed in the wall very interesting but there's also the idea of the tiny house where it's 100 or 200 square feet even up to 400 square feet fitting everything into a very small space a very small area and the concept is interesting i mean in general how much room does a person really need the question could be the debate could be how much space do we really need you know thank god my wife and i and our kids are blessed even though we have a quote unquote small house For America, it could be considered a small house. But for the world, you know, Baruch Hashem, thank God, it's a wonderful thing. You know, we have the living room, we have the kitchen, we have the dining room, we have the three bedrooms upstairs next to each other, and then we have a small area in the basement and the attic. Even though the two floors might be considered 1,300 or so square feet on the two floors, then you add in the basement and the attic. But how much space do you really need? How much space does a person really need? How much space does a family really need? I looked at it a couple months ago. I don't agree with the statistics. They say that an average American family needs 2,500 square feet or so. I don't think that makes any sense. Because what about all the families that have apartments that squeeze into, quote unquote, squeeze into? What about the people that very comfortably live in a two-bedroom house or a three-bedroom house and they have more than two kids? They have three, four, five, six kids. You know, you think about Judaism, a lot of families have a lot of kids, three or more. A lot of families do. Some have less, of course. But what do they do? If they don't have the funds, they make it work. I think of my friend who says that he had eight siblings growing up in a two-bedroom apartment in Williams in, in, in Brooklyn. Williamsburg maybe one of the one of the things and they may do, and he had a very happy childhood. How did they make it work? They probably put a divider in the room and the girls on one side, the boys on the other side, a couple of bunk beds. Of course, that's a very crammed situation, but who said that every family needs to have every kid with everyone having their own room? I myself was lucky enough to grow up, each of us having our own room, but there is an element of sharing. How nice it is when kids share. And what's wrong with kids sharing a room? And what's wrong with kids sharing a room with bunk beds? You could fit a couple of kids in a three-bedroom house if you have a boy room and a girl room. Let's say you have two girls and four boys, two bunk beds. Four boys and a bunk bed for the girls, the two girls. And if you have the opposite, then do the opposite. And if it's half and half, you could figure it out. The idea that there has to be such materialism, such waste, doesn't really make any sense. You know, other cultures, you have to figure it out. In Israel, not everybody is is meritorious to have a house. They have a lot of apartments, which they call diras, or they have an attached house, or they have a two-floor apartment, a duplex. And people make do. People are very happy. Where does this idea come 
that you have to have so much space, you know? Thank God my kids love our house. We love our house. Of course, it's not as big as other people's houses, but how many aspects of a house are used? When I was doing research about the quote-unquote size a family needs, all the research kept on saying no matter how big the house is, there are certain areas of the house that will always be densely popular, that will always be converged on and multiple used. So even if you have a den and a living room and a playroom and a family room, what do you think the most utilized aspects of a house are? Which are the three main rooms that will be the most utilized no matter how many rooms you have in a house? Even if it's a palace, a mansion with 25 rooms, the kitchen, the dining room, and the living room are the always most utilized rooms in a house. So my question is this. If those are the three most utilized rooms in the house, what is the point of having a humongous house? If those are the rooms that are always utilized, why are we wasting space? Why are we wasting money on buying humongous, humongous houses when everyone's going to congregate in those three areas anyway? Your kitchen, your dining room, your living room, those are the most important rooms. And, and that's exactly what our first floor looks like. We have the living room, which goes into the dining room, which is sideways, and then you turn right and goes into the kitchen. The kitchen is a square, maybe 11 by 11 or 12 by 12. The dining room maybe is... I don't know, 15 by 10, and the living room is maybe, I don't know, 15 by 15. But Baruch Hashem, it feels a good flow, and we want a house to have a good flow. But the idea of the tiny house, the idea of the tiny apartment, is not only that we want to scram everything into a tiny area, but it's trying to see how we could lessen over-expenditures, in my opinion. How we could lessen how much wasted space, how much wasted money goes to wasting money. I don't understand why celebrities have spend 19 million dollars on a house do you know what you could do with that much money why don't you buy a 500 grand house and use the rest of your money to live off to save or to help charities why do you need a house that has 25 rooms it doesn't make any sense even a family that has four five six seven eight nine ten kids two three four five six seven nine nine ten you don't need to have eight bedrooms for eight kids you can double up you can triple up it's not a crime it's not a crazy thing and they say kids that learn to share kids that learn to to share space, they actually may get along better. And I tell you now, my boys are sharing the boy room and the girl is in the girl room. The girl room being uh, a small square, it has a, a purplish hue to the walls and the boy room has a bluish hue to the walls. They don't want to go to sleep without each other. Isn't that a beautiful thing that they feel so connected? But hey, where's my brother? Hey, where's my brother? He's not in bed. I can't be in bed without him. They're roommates. And it teaches them to share. So the idea of the tiny house is like as a concept to to try to break down materialism, try to break down how much money is space and how much waste how much space is wasted, unnecessary waste of money, unnecessary waste of space. I myself don't know that if I could live in a tiny house, but the idea of a tiny house is brilliant, especially to try to help those who are very disadvantaged, the poor and the homeless. This has been a concept and idea that's been put out there in America and in the society of the world at large. How can we help? People that are homeless. How can we help youth especially? So in, in San Francisco, I believe in California, they made a community, a tiny house community for 21 or 26 or so homeless kids. And I don't even like to use the word homeless, but the kids that are not with the proper shelter or the, of the proper house. Again, person first language, people first language. And they made a community of 26 or so tiny houses. I myself don't agree with how they built them. They only put a couch 
a closet and a bed in there. So yes, I love that it's a space that each youth can call their own. Yes, I love that there's a lock on the door. They could be safe and off the streets and they could be cared for because a shelter doesn't work for them. Foster home didn't work for them. They're literally on the streets, a church or a synagogue, anything didn't work for them. Yes, I love that idea, but I wish that there was a bathroom and a kitchen given to each unit. It doesn't have to be a huge kitchen, a tiny dinette that has a, an oven with a with a with a, a stovetop and it has a little microwave slash oven, a little counter, a little fridge. Yes, that's a, and a little sink, of course. We should put that into their their kitchen. If they could get a tiny dishwasher, that'd be amazing. And there should also be a bathroom, a, a little a little shower, a little sink, and a little bathroom, and then a little toilet. Then I'd be really happy with the tiny house because we're losing the independence in that. We're losing the functionality in that. We're losing the ability for them to maintain because there's a communal kitchen and there's a communal bathroom. So there's a lot of bathroom stalls, I assume, a lot of bathroom showers and a, a huge kitchen. So I understand they're trying to cut costs or trying to budget. But if there was a way to get there to be tiny houses, a tiny house community with locks on the doors, with the, the tiny bathroom, with a tiny kitchen, then I'd be fully more supportive of the idea. So my theory is I love the idea of the tiny house. I love that it could help the poor. It could help the homeless because Section 8 housing or shelters are really not what it's supposed to be. You know, it's not safe. It's in unsafe neighborhoods. It's unsafe surroundings. The buildings are decrepit. They're breaking down. They're, you know, I worked in a lot of areas, very low income areas, very quote-unquote dangerous areas. You know, I worked in Brownsville and Bed-Stuy. I worked in East New York. I saw what it's like, and nobody wants to go into the buildings, and you feel scared walking by the buildings. So maybe if we switched it and we made a tiny house community and we gave families the ability at the tiny house instead of 100 square feet, if there's a couple of kids, make it 250 square feet and add a bunk bed, add a, add a space for the parents and put a wall and then put a space for the kids. But something we could do to make it more safe, to make it more able for them to use it. For the love of the tiny house, I love the concept. I love the idea of getting rid of expenditures, excessities, and unnecessities. There's a difference between wants and needs. We want a huge mansion. Why? Do we need a huge mansion? Are we wasting so much money, so much time? God gives you exactly what you need, right? So why do you need to use the money? He gives you exactly the money you need. Why use the money on a 24,000 square foot? Why? Why? You're going to be using the kitchen, dining room, and the living room the most. Of course, the bedroom also. But if a kid has a bed, parent has a bed, they have the space to go around in those three rooms. Granted, a playroom is great, but I'll tell you, the kids congregate where you are anyway. So if you're going to be in the living room, they're going to want to play in the living room anyway. Even if there's a playroom, even if there's a den, even if there's a family room. You know, so that's where they're going to be anyway. So for the love of the tiny house, I wanted to bring to mind the idea that it's great to break down how much we spend and how much is wasted. How much is wasted? Tiny house idea for homeless, for youth, giving the space a tiny area, a tiny ability for them to be more independent, giving them their own space. And some people say it's transient. It's not supposed to be for long term. Agreed. Shelter's not supposed to be for long term either. Section 8 shouldn't be for long term either. But how can we help everyone around us to give them independence? And all the while thinking, what can we do for ourselves to break down how much is wasted, how much we don't need, and how much is unnecessary? Join us next time. As 
as we talk some songs, going to present to you some concert series, the music series, songs that I've written over the year, thank God, around 40, starting when I was a teenager, I started learning the guitar when I was around 10, playing all the way till now, so look out for that coming on the weekend, feel free to listen and enjoy and email me at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com, and I'm your host, Mr. T.